0: A poor soul of noble origins, a squire tested in battle, a knight errant forged in Camelot, a man strengthened by love. Join Adam as Sir Gulliston and Craig as the Game Master in Blood and Lust, a King Arthur Pendragon duet game of chivalry and mythic adventure. Let us win glory for our king, who will reward us with honors and lands, and the devil take the hindmost. So you're staring ahead and see these two glowing eyes kind of emerge from the darkness and trying to figure out what this thing is. Uh, Do you have either
1: folklore or, or fairy lore? Um, Not much of either. I have a little bit more fairy lore than folklore, but still pretty close to the base. Let's uh, let's roll some fairy lore. No, that's a hard no. So You're
0: trying to figure out what this thing is as it creeps closer to you. And it's this big, massive, like, wolfish canine form. And you've seen wolves before. You've seen dogs before. This is neither. It kind of has, like, this, like, gaseous blue aura around it as it's emerging from the darkness. And it's, like, growling and seems to be very, very keen on you. And then turns and notices your food that's cooking at the fire.
1: Uh I want to see if I can kind of just throw the food into the woods or something and see if like, they'll just leave us alone. Cause uh, I thought it was going to be like a bear or a wolf, you know, the the type of beasts that regularly attack uh, camping men, like the ones I've heard in countless tales, this, on the other hand, I don't know, maybe if we just uh, give it our food, it will be gone.
0: Okay. I don't, this kind of sounds like hunting actually.
1: I pick up the haunch of meat and I'm just like, "Is it this you want?" And I, I throw it into the into the the trees. Can you make me a hunting roll? I actually pass seven out of ten.
0: First off, check your hunting if you didn't already check it from earlier, but you see this beast kind of like follow your hand and watch this like uh, haunch go into the like darkness of the woods. It kind of turns its head and looks at it and kind of, like, gives, like, a... But as it says, it's, like, really voluminous, this, like, growl or bark or whatever it did. And you kind of feel it echo throughout your entire body. Like, you could feel it in the backs of your teeth. And it kind of, like, backs up slowly into the woods again. And you're just watching these two eyes, and then it kind of disappears in a puff of smoke. And then it kind of, like reappears next to the fire and it's like chewing on this bone and it kind of looks at you. And now it just seems like a giant mastiff and it's like looking at the bone, which is like now like supernaturally licked literally bone white and it just sits down and looks up at you and does one of those really deep barks again. Like you feel it in your teeth again and it looks at you more and it's tail starts wagging.
1: What? Are you? Golson kind of looks at this creature in amazement, and he still definitely has his guard up completely. He's He's not letting his guard down around this thing, but it is kind of starting to remind him of just hounds he's seen in the manor or just wild dogs he's seen just kind of like running around in this behavior. But this is not like any, any kind of dog wolf, anything he's seen before and i don't know i don't think he's seen any kind of magic or or seen the anything from like the the fairy world in real life and he's probably heard stories that he like maybe didn't take full stock in but uh you know all that stuff is hearsay but um this is like something he's seeing for the first time like with his own eyes and he's just kind of like in complete shock right now uh, but he's going to kind of uh, see if he can get another scrap of food and kind of just like uh, cautiously kneel down close to the blue dog-like entity and just kind of be like, here you are, lad. Here you go. Eat up now. See? All friends here. Nothing but friends here. And I look to Baldrick with just like a very grave expression, like I'm like I'm so scared.
0: Baldrick passes his Valorous roll and you see this canine beast thing kind of like open its mouth. And like, even though it's kind of like in like a more dog-like form than it was earlier, it's still like its mouth opens like the size of your head and it kind of like curls around this piece of meat that you're offering it. And like the meat kind of like disappears around it. And then like the dog kind of like, Shimmers into like this blue smoke again, um, from and like disappears from your side, and then you look like looking around trying to find it again. Then you look down by the fire, um, and it's sort of like lying down on the ground, just kind of picking this bone cream clean, and it's just like ignoring you now. And like you see, like it just basically transported itself in like a blink of an eye, like across the campsite, and now it's just kind of chewing on the bone and looking at you a little bit and it wags its tail Aldrich, what do you make of this uh i, I,
1: I don't know sir uh it doesn't look as though it wants to harm us right now
0: no definitely not right now but uh wasn't quite so sure earlier it's kind of dog-like in its form wouldn't you say
1: some sort of fairy hound if you say so uh good sir Uh, is like still just completely in shock. Part of him wants to pack up the, uh, the camp and see if they can kind of just go while this thing is, uh, placated with the meat. And, uh, I think he's actually going to propose that to, to Baldrick. He's going to be like, do we, do we pack up while it's distracted, make our way through the woods, or do we wait and study this creature more? That's
0: uh, that's really your call, sir. As he's already rolling up his bedroll.
1: Right. Indeed. All right, Baldric. let us make haste. And I'm kind of just like uh, being careful to kind of like tiptoe around this thing. And um, if it follows us, like, who knows, maybe it'll uh, maybe it'll kind of watch out for us. But um, I don't want to just like stick around and let it get hungry again and just eat us here while we uh, while we try to go back to sleep or something. I think this is like, if anything, a sign that we need to move on.
0: Right, and, you know, Baldric doesn't think that either of you would be getting much sleep in this spot for the rest of the night.
1: I'm so not just, sure I'm ever going to sleep again.
0: I mean, you made your Valorous. So, yeah, the, the two of you uh, make haste and break camp and, you know, probably travel for many more hours through the night to see if you can put some distance between yourself and the creature. Since you're moving about at night in a strange woods, can I get another hunting roll? That's a fail. Yeah, it, you you have no direction which way you're going. Like, you look up, the, up at the stars and they even seem off to you a little bit. Almost like um, they've been, like, kind of moved around. So you are kind of lost.
1: I turn over to Baldric, and uh, when I'm, like, finally ready to admit that I've lost our way, I'm just like, Baldric. I think we might have walked in a little bit of a circle here. I have to admit that ethereal hound threw me off my bearings
0: right uh well no man could actually fault you for that sir uh the fey wild is a dangerous
1: place and uh, uh gollison doesn't actually know like a lot about fey uh fairy lore so he's gonna kind of just be like why do you say that oh just stories you know indeed but stories are just that stories can't be Living our lives in fear of, and he's just kind of like thinking about that as he says it, just thinking about just like how moments ago he saw this otherworldly creature that he like fed and uh, even just like watching its its mannerisms and its behavior, he's still it's still just like racing in his mind. He's just like, I suppose you're right. Let us be careful. Can you make me an awareness roll? Sorry, dice is a little slow today. Oh, that's a pass, though. Uh, Seven on a nine. All right, check your awareness. And
0: you kind of, like, take some time to look around and get your bearing again. When uh, you think you're going the right direction, and then you hear another one of those, like, soul-filling barks, and you kind of see this dog beast, like, kind of sitting at the crest of the hill. And you see, like, the sun starting to rise above its shoulder, and it's kind of silhouetting itself in front of you, which actually makes it even more bigger and probably even more terrifying, but um, as you see the sun going up, you recognize that well, that's obviously east.
1: So I'm able to kind of like realign myself as I see the sun uh, rising, and I'm just like also a little bit relieved to see daybreak. It's just a little... Um, things are just more chaotic at night always. And he he probably just believes out of some superstition that the fairy wilds are are more active at night as well. Um, and just like probably associates anything scary with just like night, uh, probably as like people people did in older times. But yeah, so as he sees like the daybreak and he kind of like gets his bearings again, I know which direction we need to head now. Is it like, where does that put me in relation to the to the fairy dog that's uh just showed himself?
0: Well, you kind of need to go like southeast to get to where you're wanting to go at this point, which will kind of take you across his path, but unless you go up to him, not right up to him. And you're kind of making your um your way, and then you notice that out of nowhere a trail suddenly springs to life in front of you. Like you've gone from like super thick, dense forest to oh. Here's the poor excuse for what passes as the Kings Highway in these
1: parts. We tread quickly onto the the trail, and uh, the second my feet hit the official trail, I say I say a prayer, and I'm just like I'm just like a, a sense of relief washes over me.
0: Yeah, and since you're booking it, um, it doesn't take you long to recognize uh, the castle. Of legions in the distance, one of the landmarks you know, and you continue on. You stop there overnight. head through Norgales, through Gamaret. Uh It's a long journey, and it takes you like several more weeks to complete. But at long last, you you know start asking about uh, you know the kingdom of uh, Guelad, and it's actually recognized in this area, and some of the uh peasants are actually
1: able to uh say, oh yeah, it's just like another day is a ride in this direction. I wait until we're good and ready. I imagine that like once we well, I'm sure that this kind of happened along the way where we kind of like escaped the hard, the really, really rugged, rugged travel and probably like spent a few nights with like a roof over our head along the way or something like that. So um Probably being in much better spirits when I actually set out to uh, Guelod, and just kind of like feeling like I've talked enough to locals to like know where I'm headed into the woods and just kind of like feel like my my stomach is full. I'm as ready as I'll ever be. That's when, uh, you know, me and me and Baldric are going to like set out in the morning. So
0: you set out in the morning and taking the advice of some of the locals you make your way to guaelo and it's described to you as a fairy tale like land which has been relatively untouched by recent wars um, it's actively pagan and its rulers um, basically are thought of as king and queen of the land you come to this cross world, roads where the northern and southern ends of these dikes are and like looking across this distance you see like this area that's these dikes were put up and it has been reclaimed from the waters and you see like a vast number of cities um, along them and asking some of the locals uh, they they refer to them as the 76 cities. I mean, they're, they're actually towns um, but the peasants say that they're full of happy peasants who spin cloth as smooth as Samite and even the beggars ride war horses here.
1: That's like confusing to Golston. He's just like, how is that so? But he, he nevertheless kind of like, kind of just like agree or nods along and, um, you know, he's not really sure what to make of this, of this place. If this is like some kind of blend of milk and honey, he's, I don't know. There's a fairy connection. Like it's, you know, it's, it's described as like a fairy tale land or something. He's kind of like weary of this place.
0: Um, One of the peasants uh, points you to, a large tower in the distance and refers to it as the tower of the sea. And you see, it's like this kind of like bastion on the edge of this dike that is again, holding back the water. And it said that the, the Lord um, lives there. So that's uh, where you should head.
1: And uh, yeah. So I, I set out towards the tower. How far away uh, is it from? Cause like, so I'm looking on this kingdom is like, has smaller townsteads in it, I guess, right? So how uh, how far away is the tower? Do I have to cross like many towns to get there?
0: Uh, if you just stay along the road, you should be able to get there before nightfall.
1: Oh, that's perfect.
0: So you mount up again on your palfrey and you, Baldric and your train of uh, horses kind of scoots along. And as you're going, like the wind and the rain pick up. As you're going and thunder crashes across, um, from among the Western crowds and uh, raindrops are splashing off your um, armor and you find a crossroad and a uh, dirt trail uh, kind of like leads off towards the um, tower. And you see there are just kind of appearing as if almost out of nowhere, this like, like haggish figure. And she's like, like, like super tall, like over seven feet tall wiry frame with like um, these rags kind of like like flapping in the breeze and she's almost seems like she floats when she walks and she kind of like extends the hand out to her and be- to you and beckons you towards her uh can I get a valorous check please
1: I passed four on a 14.
0: well you can you could tell that your horse is ready to bolt but you somehow keep it in line. As you make your approach, when you get close enough, the the hag kind of uh, says to you, "Oh, another hero to seek the count to eh? say. Oh, you have to be better than the last one if you wish to keep your head." Soldiers he likes, not wooers a triamore.
1: <laughs> oh, Gallison does not like that, but he he tries to kind of still like stand tall and the uh, well. This woman's pretty big, too. He tries to stand tall uh, and like, um, like proud and defiant in the face of this hag. And he just goes, "Pay this hag, no mind, Baldrick. We are men on a mission. And he's he tells her he tells her to be gone. Actually, he just like looks at he looks at her. And even though he is scared inside, he's just like, leave us. We have important business be seeing you. <laughs> and she kind of like dissipates into
0: the darkness as like a clash of lightning hits through. And you hear someone else calling out to you, you there on the road, get inside. And it seems to be someone at the tower um, beckoning you and your companion to, you know, take shelter inside the stables as the rain and storm just really picks up.
1: Yeah, and we, we ride hard to uh, where we're back into, and we, we just, like, take cover. The man kind of, like, leads you and
0: Baldrick to the stables and, like, helps you dismount and, like, pages take away your horses and start brushing them off. And says, oh,
1: wow, uh, glad I got you back in time. Did you see that that foul creature on the trail, that woman, the, that hag, the, that bog witch?
0: Oh um, no, perhaps it's uh, best if we uh make our way in and you can enjoy our Lord's hospitality indeed so basically this this man kind of leads you to like a a chamber where you can like wash and refresh yourself and you know you, you're you probably figure it's a good time to you know change into your better clothes to be received at court rather than go in this murky stuff that you were uh traveling in. And it's basically all wet. Um, yeah, your room has a fine down mattress and comforter, and there's like these Roman style uh, um, brazers set up for like heating and gives like, you know, a nice, you know, warm glow to the room. And you could just hear this the storm just going outside um, after you're cleaned up uh, like a like a herald sort of type person kind of leads you down to announce you to your host Lord uh, who he says is named Count uh gooddno here Count Count Gwidno, um would be receiving you
1: and uh kind of like brushing off my fineries i uh prepare to make make my way down to Lord Gwidno. uh looking like a a tall bumblebee in my black and yellow regalia and um You know, looking like a lot more cleaned up than than I have in the past several weeks. So you make your way into the
0: hall and he's sitting, uh, this, you know, stately man is seated on on this uh, carved ebony throne. To his right um, sits this not quite middle aged uh, woman who um, is introduced to you as uh, Countess Triamore. And on his left is a uh, knight. He's an older knight. who is introduced as Sir Scythian, and they say, uh, welcome, uh, welcome to
1: this uh, idyllic land traveler. Who are you? I am Sir Gulliston. I serve under Lord Gregor de Stafford, and I take a knee and I'm just like, it is an honor to be received by you. The honor is all
0: ours, says the Count, um as he like bids you to rise nothing's more needed these days than friendly visitors um and especially in on a night like tonight
1: the commoners i've talked to along the way have made this place out to be such an idyllic land do you have many enemies what what seems to trouble you
0: nothing here troubles us though we are very vigilant in our our uh daily patrols to keep it that way and Sir uh, see then kind of nods at that. Like, yeah, he's the one doing all this, um, patrolling to keep things
1: safe. I kind of like, Oh, I'm sorry. No, you, you go. I kind of like, uh, give like a modest chuckle, but I'm just like, forgive my ignorance. I'm a newcomer to these lands. What significance does tonight hold?
0: Well, is the first night in ages that we had a visitor, please. Let's, let's delay no further. And, uh, let's let's start a feast and like everyone's like yeah yeah that's that's sort of a feast they bring out a big long wooden boards with like this smoked pike on it and there's like some salad and pastry in it and it looks really good and they have a a bard who is um like there he's talk telling the story of the the tale of Brutus's voyage to Britain, uh, Britain and him overcoming the giants And then the wine comes out. Uh, Count Gwynor uh, is, like, like savoring it, and you're given a glass as well. And he's like, ah, fine wine from the land of Troy, where our ancestors ruled. This was brewed for the prey to Bacchus, you know, uh, but seized by Brenimus, my ancient ancestor who plundered Rome, and saved this until this feast. And, like, everyone's like,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, Hmm." That's like pretty impressive to Gulliston. He's just like, wow, this, uh, this is a, like, I, I've never had anything of this vintage. You know, I, I've i drank in commoner wine and even like the the finer wines that, that I've tasted did not have such a storied history to them. Do you wish to indulge in said wine? Oh, well, I surely don't mean to impose.
0: Like he's already offering you the wine. Yeah, yeah, um, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. Does Galton wish to like you know drink more of it and be like, oh yeah, this is really good wine and savor it?
1: I think um, I think like initially he was probably just going to have the like regular, uh, hospitable amount, but I think once he tastes it and enjoys it, he's definitely going to, if offered another glass, uh, yeah, like accept it. Just like, oh, this is really good. Well, also trying not to drink too deeply. But yeah, he knows that that can get away from me sometimes.
0: Would you like to uh, make a, a temperate roll, please? Just barely past 11 on a 12. Well, first off, check your temperate. Um, the count, on the other hand, is clearly indulging. And it's like this sort of like liquid ambrosia coming out like this crystal bottle with like even like has a little cool figurine on top it looks like uh has like a roman eagle on it and everything
1: i tell uh i tell baldrick i'm like don't judge them baldrick they're they're pagan this is this is part of their ways but clearly it's just like me judging them really hard and like being like kind of not uncomfortable but just like um feeling out of place because it doesn't uh it doesn't like exactly align with my social like attitudes, but I'm just like, you know, hmm, yes.
0: Check your honest. As as the Count is clearly checking his generous and his indulgent, he's indulging quite heavily and he's starting to kind of nod off. And the older um, Knight, uh, Sir Seathen, uh, kind of like whispers to you, "Is like, uh, he gets like this sometimes. It's his Gias, you know, to drink anything set before him. But he always falls asleep after the good drink, you know?
1: Well, uh, you know, we all enjoy our time in different ways. This is a lovely, lovely, uh, manner or whatever, whatever I would properly call it. My many
0: thanks. I'll be sure to, uh, pass along, um, your thankfulness to the count when he wakes and you kind of like, um watching as uh, a bunch of servants kind of help the count back to uh back to his bed and then you notice like the the countess is kind of like um smiling and he she kind of like smiles and then she like is kind of like uh, playing with like a really big jeweled ring on her finger and like twirling her earrings and necklace and just like you know talking about like all this like uh amazing profit that these towns are churning out and how she's going to have the finest dresses.
1: Is she just like talking to uh, somebody at the feast right now, or just kind of like going on like to like a group of people or something, or is she like specifically telling this to me? Well,
0: I will allow you to make either courtesy or intrigue. Let me know which one.
1: Uh, courtesy. Cause that one is a lot better for me. Uh, still a fail though.
0: So. I don't know. It just probably doesn't come out the most courteous, but you're kind of thinking aloud to yourself, like who is she talking to? And you probably even say as much out loud, but then only too late, you notice that, oh, she's probably talking. So the whole table can hear and chime in. And then you kind of get some like, like sideways glances from some of the other guests at the dinner.
1: Um, I, I like kind of, uh, we'll indulge her conversation a little bit and just be like, it, it was like coming upon an oasis when my squire Baldrick and I arrived at your lands. It was many weeks of hard travel that brought us here and to be greeted with such hospitality, the finest wine I've ever tasted and amazing food and feast. Uh, surely this is a, a great and prosperous place.
0: That it is, but, uh, you know, this has been good wine. However, two nights hence will surely be the night for tasteful indulgence that night. And she leans in close to you after the bard speaks of the swan knight. Ask my lord for Noah's line. And she kind of winks at you.
1: He's kind of just like, uh, kind of like wondering about what that uh, information, like, so she's giving him, like, some kind of, like, tip or hint, and he's just, like, uh, he's trying to act, like, appreciative, but he's not really sure, like, I, I don't know, he he doesn't want to seem, like, uh, out of place or, like, discourteous, so he'll just kind of, like, nod politely and just be like, oh, ha-ha, yes, of course, and just kind of, like, wink back, I guess, but he doesn't know if he really, like, wants to go down this hole of, like, you know, trying, like, the, the most indulgent you know, like just like further and further down this hole of just like the most indulgent thing. So he's kind of just like, yeah, yeah. Great. Of course. Of course. I don't know if she knows, but I'm addicted to a uh, spice. So I grab like another big haunch of meat and kind of just kind of, just kind of like go back to blending in. Uh, but out of character really quick, she's telling me about the Swan Knight. Is that something that the Bard like performs like a, uh, was that what she was saying?
0: Yeah, I mean, like tonight, um you have the story of uh you know Brutus and the giants with but she's basically saying, Hey, you think tonight was a great feast? It gets better.
1: It's like I feel like uh Golliston was was taking it as like requesting the Swan Knight as some kind of like secret like password or something to like <laughs> just like try something more indulgent and he's just like not he just feels like kind of like strange yeah and the
0: rest of the feast um kind of like you know it, it it rounds out with not um any big um events and you're you slowly um but surely make your way to bed and you go to your nice private room that you share only with one other person again a pretty big deal and you you curl up but then, a couple hours later, you're, you're awakened by a serving wench in the middle of the night.
1: I rise. I'm kind of like a little bit out of sorts. I'm a little bit confused, but i I uh, see what she's what she's come to offer. sir
0: Knight my my lady wishes to meet with you in private.
1: I put my fine clothes back on. Um, of course, try to make it look like I was like never sleeping. And I uh, go go and visit uh, the ladies' quarters. Well, the or
0: the, yeah, the serving wench kind of takes you into the back room by the, behind the kitchens, and there you see, as beautiful as ever, is Triamore, the Countess of the castle, and she's kind of just you know waiting there, and she says to you, "Courageous knight, my thanks for to you for coming here. I seek aid from someone who will have a pity on a captive woman." and who is not afraid to act when the time comes. Will you help me? My lady,
1: you've truly found the right person. I am indeed your most humble knight for this task. Wonderful. The kind
0: lord here is a generous one, and very generous with the gifts of others. He came here and took all from me, and made me his slave wife despite my protests. No one protests for me now because they fear him. He will murder anyone who contests his claim, but someone must bring me justice.
1: Golston is kind of thinking, I think in his idea, he was going to kind of like ride this Countess out of here and like rescue her like in stories. But he's getting like a different picture now. Like this is hers and she probably wouldn't want to leave that. So he's kind of just like rubbing his chin and, and thinking and he's just like, Well, my lady, it was my plan to rescue you from this place, but I get the impression that you might not want to leave what is rightfully yours. How is this um, uh,
0: making him, like, what sort of trait would you kind of align your um,
1: feelings to? Like, either mercy or just maybe? I am definitely more just than I am merciful. Like, significantly. Which one do you think?
0: feels more about um, like is clawing at um, Sir Golston to kind of.
1: So where Golston stands on it, like he he probably would think that uh, this countess was like unjustly claimed by this count, I guess. Right. I don't know. The way she was making it sound was like he took everything from her. And um, the fact that basically uh, the fact that my Lord Sir Gregor framed this as this is, a uh, countess who is being held captive. I'm inclined to believe that Count Gwyndor's power is ill-gotten, um, and so that <laughs> like I'm I'm kind of inclined to take the side of Tear of uh, because like in my mind like she has been uh, unrightly unrightly uh, taken or something.
0: That that sounds like a just roll then, because like you're okay. trying to put bring justice back. Pass thirteen on a sixteen. All right, check your just, and nodding along with what you said earlier, she says, "It will be worth your while. I promise. Uh, you must seize the cup of omigos at the feast to be held in two nights hence. It is large and worth the ransom of ten knights with their equipment. If you succeed, then it will be yours. We can prepare him, and I will give a signal." Watch for it. You will act with courage and boldness, and I know a way to aid your task. You must ask the Lord for Noah's wine. Two nights hence, you are his guest, and by hospitality he cannot refuse you without appearing to be stringy. It's a heady liquor, and I'm sure the old guzzler will not be able to resist drinking it himself. When he is drunk, you can take the cup. Once you have hold of it, you must not stop until we are past the borders of this land. Then, and only then, will I be free. Then it shall be done, my lady. She nods, and, um, like, the, as if out of nowhere, the serving girl appears and
1: escorts you back to your quarters. Uh, Goluston is, like, plotting in his head as he uh, goes back to his quarters and retires for the night. Um, he's not really, like, a... Uh... I don't know. He's not really like a conniving person. He doesn't really think he's going to be good at uh, having like a, a secret intention to all of this. So that kind of worries him. Like maybe he won't be able to sell, sell this good enough. Maybe he won't be able to like request this without raising suspicion. Uh, but he's like, well, surely I have to try. So.
0: So dawn the next morning um, you wake up and you put on your, clothing once again and you're met by sir steven who is asking um if you wish to volunteer to accompany him on patrol otherwise if you wish to stay behind there's a chess match today
1: i will uh accompany him on patrol maybe there's more i can learn from him
0: excellent gear up and meet me by the stables
1: ah of course and then uh yeah i I have baldrick kind of like get me set up and then i go and i i uh ride up to the or not right up. I meet him to the stables and, um, you know, I, I get ready to set out with him.
0: In addition to your uh, mail and your helm, you're also kind of wearing like this, like oiled leather, like cloth to kind of protect you because the rain has not let yet let up. Uh, basically, you're escorting like a bunch of uh, peasants carrying like uh, tools of some sort. And you're going to watch over them as they, you know, dig a ditch. The patrol goes north along the dike and then south, and then you know, at certain intervals, uh Cersei then stops and instructs the peasants to work, and you know, they kind of uh, like you know, dig water trenches to you know keep the the dike from bursting and you know, relieve areas in certain places, and it's like okay, this here, um even if we don't need it, will be good for irrigating crops and um, you know, naturally you don't um indulge in any of the physical labor. Um, can you make me an awareness check?
1: That's a fail.
0: I mean, it is raining quite hard, you don't really notice anything out of the ordinary, but uh yeah, you're you're at this for most of the day. There's not a whole lot of warriors um out um with you, which is probably why Cersei then asked for you to accompany him. But you know, you make your way back and you know, get dried off and Baldrick's there to meet you with your best clothing again, because uh, once again, it's uh, almost ready to get ready, almost time to get ready for the Feast of the Second Night. Want to find out more about the story? Join our Discord channel. The link is in the description.